0: This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. So welcome to this episode, and I am delighted to have an amazing guest today, Emily Walder. And Emily is the founder of Rosings London, which is a socially conscious fashion company committed to meaningful self-empowerment and racial equality. So they produce beautiful headbands, but they're not just gorgeous and practical accessories, they're actually symbols of empowerment. And even as I say that, Emily, it gives me goosebumps.
1: <laughs> I know big words, big words. Hearing them back, I feel like the, the pressure's on. But.
0: <laughs> and we should say that we know each other from before. We've worked together yes. before. We have a bit of history in terms of mm-hmm. when you were working for other organisations. So... I really love the fact that I've seen you on this journey and also been part of that journey as a coach with you in the past. So I'm really intrigued to hear more about this business you've created and your story as a visionary, because I know absolutely that's what you are.
1: That's re- that's really kind, and, and and thank you for that very very grand entrance. I think what's interesting as well is that you you know when we met, it was prior to me a being a business owner, and b me even being in the the really kind of creative space. And as you said, um, that transition has been quite incredible and wholly satisfactory. To be mm. recommended to connect with what you love is 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 really something you know something absolutely magical. Well, and prior to you being a mom as well. And uh, prior to me, yes, yes. We should no, say true. you have two
0: small children too, right? As well as your baby that's Rosings. The baby
1: that Rosings, which definitely takes up more time than my, my, my <laughs> other two. Um, yeah, no, as, as you said, Rosings London is a, an independent hair accessories brand. And the inspiration behind it was in kind of mid pandemic, at 21 weeks pregnant, with my second child and a, a very rambunctious a toddler as well, was to add a little bit of sparkle to those dark times. And I was uh, very conscious as well in regards to my daughters that they are biracial. And I I wanted them to, I've always been very conscious about them being able to grow up, celebrating who they are, celebrating their natural hair, and really growing confidence of who they are. And obviously, they're only little at the moment, but it's something as um, obviously a, a white parent where I really felt like, I needed to learn and educate myself and really had that realization that I I wanted to do more to ease their, you know, ease their transition into growing up, however sort of small a way that that, you know, that that was, hence the idea for for the headband. So the idea is not only to create, you know, innovative designs, obviously, or just products, you know, it's very important, but to create a company that had a voice and, and wasn't afraid to use it, I think is um, sort of a really kind of key point. So the socially conscious some fashion coming element that is you know committed to meaningful self-empowerment and as i said the, the racial equality through inclusion and, and access and that how that translates in rosings is that the collaborators that i work with they all have an activist element when i work with them you know we, we produce a, we you know we produce a band you know in collaboration and an element of those sales goes towards a charitable endeavor that that they support for example my my first collaborator Dr. Ate Jewell came in contact and she, with me when she sort of had seen what Rosings was, was, was doing. You know, small, but making making an impact at that time. And, you know, she is somebody who's, a, you know, very well-rounded uh, beauty journalist and, and, and activist. And she has always felt as though, you know, she was too black, too big personality, that she was she just felt like she had to reduce herself for so long in the beauty industry and she's you know worked with all major publications and she just over lockdown. She herself has has two younger children, and just felt like no, I want to show my my daughter as well. It's funny, it's sort of a, a an amazing synergy. But she wanted to become her, you know, her sort of the, the real person that she is on the inside, on the outside, and so came in contact and just said that she felt very connected with the brand. Uh, and so we created Kamala headband, which then went on to be featured in um, the Sunday Times and uh, the New York Times. And you know, we've had got a great relationship of, of her sort of really sort of push you know kind of pushing forward um in her activism and also having that at that sort of the, the crown that she wears that as I said that sort of connection that we've got with Rosings is, is so wonderful. Absolutely.
0: And you know what I think I think as I listen to you Emily this is such a great story of creating something from the heart from a sense of passion and vision and mission and then watching the magic unfold in a way <laughs> and I'm not taking away from all the hard work that I know you put into this company. But actually there are those magical things that happen, right? And I, I talk a lot about co-creation mm. and that's what it feels like to me. It's like she's stunning in her power, you're stunning in yours. And you come together to create this amazing collaboration in the middle. Do you know what I mean? And that feels so powerful to me because there's no merging. There's no compromising. It's like me and my power, you and yours. How do we come together?
1: Absolutely. And I think there's such a joy in, you know, kind of connecting with like-minded people, but also, you know, doing everything that we can to, you know, raise raise each other up and, and be an example, as I said, um, you know, I know you've got a daughter and I'm sure you feel that responsibility to, you know, in some way just demonstrate that you know that, that that we we can be queens, we can crown ourselves, and we can do it together. We don't have to push other people down to raise ourselves up. Absolutely, and actually, we're stronger as we you know as we work together and and as co- collaborate together. And you know, the proceeds of the the two headbands that um, Ati uh, Ati and I have um, done together have gone to her charitable um, endeavour, the Doctor sorry doctor at a dual education fund which basically supports young people of color within their education mm-hmm. so it's um I think it's also trying to make something that is authentic so it's not just paying as said lip service to, to it but also in terms of the designs how I try and kind of create them they've got a lot of stretch that they've got designs that will work with braids with with cane rows that it's not just you know it's not one dimensional right, yeah. I guess I'm trying to yes. say and. I think luxury is in the details as we know but so is inclusion and you know as I said making these bands with the flexibility for textured hair and and styles in mind I I think that you cannot say you want to do something and then half-heartedly do it you've got to just go for it it doesn't mean you're going to get everything right um but you've just you've you've got to be you've got to be sure of what you want to do it and kind of go go for it and, and, and be brave about it I think
0: yeah absolutely and we were talking actually because my daughter is 10 as you know and so we were talking about the new Cinderella not new now but the Cinderella movie the newest one where you know the prince wants the princess to go off into the sunset and she chooses her career essentially and I was watching it like doing a little happy dance (laughs) and you know and way was talking about it too and there's a song she likes at the moment talks about being a queen and so she's very much embracing this queen energy. So it's interesting that we're chatting now about this thing because I'm conscious that I say when we met, you were, I'm going to say people director, was that your title? I'm trying to think back now. Head of people, but head, yeah. Yeah, head of people for a luxury fashion company. You've come from quite a traditional business background, right? And Yeah, law, you are, law degree. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that, law degree, okay. And then here you are, you know, visionary entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about that story because I'm just so, it's so interesting for people to hear, oh, you didn't just pop up and do this, you know, this company. There's There's been a journey, right? That goes Absolutely. It.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, and I hope that if anything, I, I say of this, it gives people the realisation that, you know, that it, things are never too late to do and you can absolutely do it. I mean, I think um, it, it's funnily enough, I actually started off from a creative point, back when I was, uh, you know, very little, and, and my mother was um, hugely creative. Went to Central Saint Martins, um, and in the sixties was doing, you know, right in the heart of the arts and fashion scene in the sixties. And then, so when back in the remote areas of Scotland, you know, many later, years later, when she was when she was raising children, she you know she was so good with us about design we had we did so much art together drawing around the kitchen table you know there was always such a strong sense of style and so grew up with that sort of absolute love and um you know and, and a great sort of eye for aesthetic and then funnily enough so i had always envisioned going in that direction and then in a a quirk of you know quirk of the education system in the uk i ended up going to sort of France for my first year of GCSE so I came back and did my GCSEs in in one year in the UK and what that meant is I wasn't able to do art because you have to do it for the the coursework and so because I couldn't do that I couldn't do the AS and the A2 and then I couldn't do the art foundation and I couldn't go to art school so I just sort of took that as okay well that's just not an. That's not an avenue for me anymore. So I would do things on the side, whether it be through art class, etc. Um, and in my my sort of business side of things, where I absolutely gave it everything to, you know, to be a success, to take creativity into that but obviously always felt like there was a you know that felt like there was a, a void and I think there's there is absolutely something to be said for the for the younger generation who don't feel like they need a piece of paper if they have an idea they get on Instagram or they get on Snap or, or TikTok and they just go with them mm. um, I'm obviously of the generation where I still held back where you almost need a piece of paper for somebody to sell you are Good enough and deserve to be in that space yeah um, and that is what held me back for so long and then having had um, as I said my first daughter and um, I kind of came up with different business ideas you know unrelated to fashion and you know trying out sort of different things not not kind of actually starting the businesses but just sort of working into how that would work and then I I had the idea and, and pitched it to, to my my husband. Of which I I did a dreadful dreadful job at. I mean I I know you know I'm reasonably verbose when I want to be, and when I'm <laughs> not clear what I'm saying, I'm even more verbose. So the way I described it him was was confusing. Uh, but I talked about, oh, you know, how people like accessories and people like, you know, crystals and people are really into crystals. You know, how I like crystals. And he just sort of gave me this look of, what, what is you know she talking about? And, <laughs> and so I created these, um, yeah, I could sort of, back, I don't think it was 10, 10 different headbands, 10 different designs shown. And he was like, wow, okay. And so I designed, you know, I designed the website, I designed everything, but was too fearful to to sort of do anything about it at this point. This is all after lockdown had, had mm. sort of started and um, had literally got almost everything in place in terms of, you know, first bit of products. i had the website, I had the designs, I had the name, I had the Instagram handle. And then I suddenly saw, I was sort of flicking on my phone and I saw Rosings London launching in two weeks time. And I, 17th of July, 2020. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so like, you've got two weeks make it happen and so basically he lovingly supported me as he always has and gave me a good old um to actually start otherwise i would just have a house full of lovely creative oh, so things which he put, which I he put that important. message up he put that message <sighs> and i just wasn't brave enough to, however confident i've been in my my taste my aesthetic mm. i didn't have the confidence to ask somebody to pay for something that i had designed, created, made. So he basically gave me a good old shove, as those who love you, you know, do sometimes. I love that. Good on And hence, it actually became a business as opposed to a sort of a hobby of me making nice things. Mm. And I think that... As i said i what was really important is that when I was researching for the you know the into the business that there was a niche in terms of there was a sort of a gap of where my kind of my headbands sit you know you've got your very high end you've got your sort of fast fashion you've got very very small retail there's not really that sort of that sort of um section where I sort of fit in in terms of both both price point accessibility and I guess that that messaging with it as well i mean I think you know, with with um, with Rosings, I think I have always uh, like enjoyed headbands, but I I wanted them to, um, to move beyond that sort of white centric imagery of of Sloney Pony or your yes. sock and and showing it can be wear worn in, um, in more more ways. I mean, my my styling myself is is hardly traditional, but I I always like to wear you know kind of um sort of a, a headband as sort of a statement accessories piece, which I've always liked my success accessories with my my block colours, for example. But also in terms of even how they're worn, whether it be, you know, kind of on a bun for for braids there's different ways to do it and i just i just didn't i just believed there was so much more to explore within that design mm. um, and as i was um you know creating a business from home with with two two small ones as well i was conscious about something that i could do that was a sort of a, a small menu as it were i, I remember watching a, mm. a gordon ramsay when he would go into restaurants and he would say what they were doing wrong and generally when they were going wrong was their menu was too big there was too many things to choose from so i sort of took that that idea of having it sort of a you know, small and narrow, but what I do, I do very well. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and sort of go from that. So I think um, it, it's funny about, it's it's about, yeah, that journey is, it seems very random, but there is when you kind of step back from it, you can see that there are so many, so many kind of parts to that puzzle that have come together that actually have led to quite a, you know, it, it a, an endpoint that actually makes sense where you wouldn't necessarily thought so. And
0: of course, all your business experience that you've had, having gone down that different route, enable you to have that, you know, that more practical side of how do you run a business? How do you do a strategy? How do you create a website? All of those things, not just creative. So. It feels very much like you've integrated all those pieces together in this business. Yes, and, and, I that, not, and that's actually true. Yeah. And I, and I want to say, I love how you're talking about it, Emily, because also I think it's so easy to see something and go, oh my gosh, look at what that person's done, right? And uh, be a bit in awe of it. And What I'm hearing as you're talking is just your, you know, you're not saying, oh, I had all these ideas. And then I was like super confident and I was, you know, you know, here I am, this perfect being. It's kind of like, no, do you know what? Hubby had to give me a good old shove.
1: (laughs) As I said, I knew when other people knew that the business was going to be launched. Um, it, I, you know, I, I, I know some people are given a, a metaphorical shove. I was given a quite, quite a literal one, but that's, you no know, that's what I, that's what I needed. And I think, um, yeah I think one of the lessons with regards to that is it's, it, I've always had belief in myself, but I think there's a difference in having belief in yourself and believing that you have got a space to belong you know in my in 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 my particular case it's that kind of the creative fashion space having always um and for you know for long term working for fashion companies and retailers but being on the business side of things which is very very separate and there's almost a sort of oh i couldn't possibly touch that i don't belong there mm. and i think that's i think that's really kind of one of the the, the lessons is that you've just got to kind of go go for it. And that belief that you have in yourself, believe that yourself can be where you want it to be. Yeah. And I know,
0: I know having, you know, for myself being in business before working in marketing and, you know, going out and selling that, whatever, that when I set up my own thing, I found it a lot harder because I think whether you've got a product or not, like a physical product or not, you are putting your heart and soul out there, right? It's, it's a piece of you. It's your, passion, it's your vision. So it feels like a much bigger leap, I think, to put that out in the world versus promoting another product or another company. You're so
1: true. You're so true. And when it's something you've created yourself and that you've it, you care for it so much. Your level of vulnerability is that much more. Mm-mm. And I think that your vulnerability only shows that you you care and it's only natural to have vulnerability and feelings of, of, of that. But I think what is important is also not letting that. You can acknowledge it, but you have to still you know, keep walking forward because at the end of the day, if you don't follow what you love, if you don't follow what feels right to you in your gut, you and the ones that you love are the only ones that are going to be negatively impacted by that. And it's about trying to keep that front and centre sometimes when, when you're feeling a little less brave and yeah. and you're feeling like, oh, goodness, I don't belong here. You know, I, I so I having that kind of um, thought of how I want my daughters to view me. Mm. And I have a lot of, you know, kind of guilt, obviously, as, as we, you know, joked about, you know, Rosings being the third child. And I, I remember with Helena, my, my eldest, I spent so much, you know, more time, you know, doing little activities and so much. And and, and with Roberta, my my youngest, who obviously has only ever known Rosings, having stopped business when I was 21 weeks pregnant with her, I sometimes have huge guilt about that. But then I also remember that I am building something for them. Mm. And, you know, when, when Helena now describes that she, that mummy makes crowns for a living, Oh I mean, that feels quite special, and it's it is about trying to recognise that you know your fulfilment will make your family's life better as well, and not to shy away from you know not to shy away from that almost. Mm. And you know, I I, I read Ray, um a message that
0: somebody sent me the other day about a, a session that I'd done with them, and she was just like, "Your job is so awesome, Mummy," and I was like, "I know." <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> And so I I feel that she's you know, she's very creative by nature she's an artist and you know and I say to her this is my creativity like creativity comes out in all these ways and for me my creativity is not making things it's doing this it's it's creating yeah. different worlds for people to live in mentally and emotionally and spiritually so mm-hmm. it's it's what, and I hear her say things to other people that I think, oh, that message went through. Yeah, you know, it's kind of. So I want to come back to your vision because I, I read this amazing sentence on your website, which I'm going to read, which was that Rosings holds fast in the belief that no matter what the circumstance, no matter where we come from, everyone deserves to shine. Absolutely. And it just, just, just such a wonderful, heartfelt sentiment. You can feel the energy in it, can't you? as you yeah. it.
1: No, thank you. I I think um having quite a well, I'd say quite a very strong vision of what Rosings is, and um, what we want to achieve, it makes the business decisions, the practical decisions that much easier. It's fascinating. So, for example, every headband is, is made and is uh, gift wrapped so that it comes in a little organza bag. It's in white tissue paper. You've got a lovely little kind of rosing sticker. You've got a little car. And it means that from a customer journey point of view, whether you're buying it for yourself or you're buying it for somebody else, every touch point feels like it is something special, something that mm. you are worth having. Price point to the consideration being that it's a sort of a, something that you can buy and feel like you you can have it. It's not completely unattainable. And then there's a range of I have some people who will literally buy every style as it gets created, and that's amazing. And then you'll have some people who've saved up to buy, you know, one of the kind of entry level level bands. But I want every single person who, who comes across Rosings, who who wears that, to be able to feel like they are special they absolutely deserve to shine and using that sort of symbolism of a headband as a crown where you crown yourself where you can shine brighter where you lift your head higher and and holding fast in that belief and and you know when we it's important how we talk to ourselves it's important how we treat ourselves and if we're able to talk to ourselves in this positive way you know we we start to believe it we start to lift our chin a little higher we start to be able to live our life with a different, you know, a a different approach. And I think that's really important. So I think the, you know the vision um, for the company is is almost similar to the, the the vision of the brand in that it's about innovation and excellence and and empowerment and inclusion and I think it's so important that as I'm creating Rosings every piece of it whether it's I'm um, you know bringing someone on to help whether I'm creating a new brand whether there's a particular digital strategy whether there's a a collaborator or you know a boutique whose approach wants us to go in they all have to understand and and fit within you know what we're trying to achieve and because what we're doing feels so strong and solid those decisions are quite easy to feel when they feel off yes no that person is not quite the right the person there they're not coming from the right place in terms of whether it's some influencers that come in contact you you know who who want to you know kind of show the brand and and, and sometimes it's you know I, I know it's it's said that when you start a business you know always say yes to everything so I think it's say yes to everything that fits within your your brand ethos is the yes. sort of caveat for that <laughs> it's aligned um, yes yeah, yeah absolutely and that alignment Allows magic to happen, as I said, you know, touched on um, at a previously, and that's where you know magic can happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah,
0: and it's interesting because we've both been in big business. I've, I'm a consultant for big business, and all that, and and we know we were talking about this before about how quite often there's a good intention but it doesn't really follow through or it feels like somebody's paying lip service to this thing. And people like you and I that can't let go of our values <laughs> are the ones battling away trying to create change. Yeah. right? So I'm really intrigued by businesses like Rosings that has such a strong ethos and value, that set of values that, that run through everything. So whether that's recruitment, whether that's, you know, what happens if, you know, somebody gets in touch with the brand, whether it's the customer experience, it comes vision first, right? That when you hold the vision, it trickles through to everything.
1: Absolutely. And and in a way that, you know, you know that can sound, when we're talking about the vision and, and people are, yes, yes, okay, that sounds nice, but every day we need to get people in, we need to recruit, we need to... It actually translates to very practical and financially beneficial things as well. So if you, for example, you know, re- it's a recruitment side of things, if you're bringing on somebody who fully understands the brand, who can really engage with it they will bring their best selves and they will also be the best fit if somebody that you're interviewing that you don't seem to you know kind of sell and communicate the brand so then they don't they don't sort of fully understand what that is you're more likely to be in a position where they they might not feel as connected to the brand might not do their best work and then they might end up leaving or they you know whatever the situation is but it ends up being you know you know it's it. It's a financial negative as well. So it's Mm. not just sort of lovely, fluffy words. It it does have very practical kind of outcomes as well. And also I think um, customers really feel that. I think as an online, purely online brand, I have done a few kind of pop-ups. There's some amazing companies out there where you can sort of hire a space for a day which is fully digital and really blend that online, offline piece, which I'm particularly sort of fascinated in. Um, So I've done a few of those which um, have, have kind of really connected with customers. Customers. But as a purely online brand, we, you know, there is this, this there is a barrier, there is a barrier of connection. Mm. Um, and so a customer really needs to be able to understand your brand. I think lockdown has been absolutely fascinating in terms of how we, as as consumers have moved forward exponentially uh, with our, the way that we um, buy online by the nature of fact that, that so many places were, we're closed. So our, head, head, our heads are in a different space. But there is still that distance and it's about how to connect that. And again, your story, your brand, your values is, is you know, is a part of that as well. And so, again, with that, it it naturally has a, a practical connection to the sales side of things. So yeah, it's so important in addition as well as an owner, and I'm sure you feel this, that it is tiring, you know, the really late nights, you know, having to be your sort of best self when you don't feel like it at all. And if you're doing something that you can believe in, that you know is the right thing, can give you that energy and that grit and that that kind of, yeah, that sort of extra power pack you didn't know that was there. And, and if you keep strong with the brand, I think that also is in your your ammunition. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing I've seen, having worked with a lot of founders, is
0: If you don't do that, then consciously, then you end up holding the vision and the energy all on your own. Exactly. And it's very hard to then activate that in other people and to have other people take that on and to build a team and build a bigger business. It stays in your kind of realm. So I think that's a practical point as well, isn't it? That you need other people to be able to talk about rosings with, if not equal passion to you, You you'll always have a special connection to it. But you know, to have that passion, to believe in it, to be able to talk about it from that place, actually takes pressure off you as a founder, right?
1: Well, well, it does. And also, there's something hollow about if I'm talking about empowerment and yet I don't, I am not helping to empower. So if I hold on to that, yes, I am not empowering. So yes, it, it, and, but as you said, it is. It's conscious. It's it's easy to when you're moving fast to not think about some of these details. And as I said, if you want to keep hold of what is your special source, you know, you, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to keep those ingredients, you know, throughout, however, however sort of distractive and, and distracted and distracted and busy, you know, that the business can become. Yeah. So what's, what's been your biggest challenge in creating this company? And I'm sure there've been many along the way, but. I mean, I think for anybody starting a business is hugely challenging. There's, there's the, you know, the emotional risk as we've touched. T- touched upon already for me there was again not believing I had belonging in a in a particular space mm. yeah and obviously there was that small thing as a lockdown and a pandemic as well <laughs> so, oh yes and I was pregnant um <laughs> oh, had yeah, yeah, so yeah. those were so and I actually had some health complications as well after um you know giving birth to my second so it was sort of balancing all these things mm. so I think many many challenges but one of the ones now I think that's most relevant is that the business has moved on. It's growing. It's now letting go, as we've literally just been touching on. It's now letting, letting go so that there are other, other people being able to grow that brand sort of further. So I think, um, that's one of the challenges for the moment. Um, along with the, the life juggle that is always there. <laughs> the logistics, yeah. The, the logistics, the lack of sleep extra yeah. makeup which is put on pretend you're feeling well, fresh and, it,
0: and it's a shame that, that this is not a visual medium because you're there in your beautiful headband <laughs> looking super glamorous
1: <laughs> which i'm sure lovely. everybody will take your word for it but thank you I'll, I'll pay you after
0: <laughs> so what do you think you, you know it's I, you know, it's so inspiring hearing you talk and, you know, especially for me, because I've seen the journey and I, I know what it takes to set up a company and the risk that that involves and the juggle with the young kids and all of that stuff. So, you know, we were talking before and saying, sometimes you just got to go for it, right? It's a bit like having children. There's never going to be a right time, but if you could give a couple of nuggets of kind of like wisdom, to somebody who's listening to this podcast that you're you know you're a bit ahead of the the curve on what words of wisdom would you give them what advice would you give them
1: well i mean i think the the, the big one is that we you know you just mentioned there about that you, you don't need to have everything 100% sorted fully formed you know, there is never a perfect moment, as we said, and you're you're never going to be fully prepared. And even if you think you are, it's very likely that there's going to be all this stuff that you you know that you don't know about that is going to come up against. And you've just got to go for it. And I think that's it. The first step is just getting on and getting on and doing it. And I, I, as I said, I think I'm the poster person of there's never a good time. In fact, there was a you know an absolutely dreadful time on paper, and yet here we are, two years down down the line, and and the business is, you know is, is it's doing really well in a in in a global you know kind of a a global basis so you know to go for it to believe that you that you belong where you want to belong Um, and if you haven't got on all the tools to get there as yet you know absolutely keep on working at it it's it's not you know it's not not always easy but you, you you have you know have a, have a little reflection, you know, whether it's a piece of paper and write down all your strengths, some of the areas that you feel you need to weak on, you know, that you need to work on and and work on them, you know, and, and celebrate those, those good bits. I think in, particularly in British culture, we, you know, shy away from, you know, some of these more positive things that we talk about ourselves. Sometimes, you know, we, we do have to, you know, we do have to big ourselves up you know and we do we do have to recognize all the things we've got to bring that doesn't mean as well we can't work on those you know those those things to make better and if we if they're completely beyond our capability find people who can you know who can you know who who can help in that area and just keep asking questions and you know i think the main theme of what we've been talking about is just holding on to that vision and being true to it and so mm-hmm. that has i think Made so many what could have been difficult and difficult challenges seem that much easier because I'm very clear on what I wanted to achieve and why I wanted to achieve it, mm. and that helped with the how am I going to do it?
0: I yeah, guess. and and that's what I observe when I talk to different founders, and also when you just when you look at big success stories, whoever you look at it's the vision that keeps them going, isn't it? I always say when you've got a strong vision, a challenge is just a challenge. It's not something that stops you in your tracks because your your why is powerful enough to say, well, no, it's important. And I want, I want it for me. I want it for my daughters. I want it for, you know, women and children in general, that they can hold their heads high and they can, you know, really feel proud of who they are no matter what. Absolutely. You have everybody that. deserves to shine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. And I have to say, Emily, look at your website. It comes so powerfully through that mission. You can feel it comes from the heart and it is so pure, which is, you know, I have a big passion around pure business, as you know. So I was kind of <laughs> like, so I was reading it this morning again, going, oh my gosh, I love it.
1: <laughs> oh good. No, absolutely. And I, I, I think, um, I think it's just it's sometimes you need to write these things down as well so that you start to believe it Mm. you know I think you you can the why of, of why you're doing it is 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 sometimes kind of easier but when you're talking about your place in that why sometimes that can feel more difficult and I think it's also recognizing how in whatever way that is however small that is that you you absolutely you know can bring yourself to the table and, and whether it's, you know, creating a business in whatever way, whether it is just, you know, in other aspects of your life, whether it's being, you know, confident that you, you know, you as a, a parent, you as a, as a partner, you as a friend, that you are absolutely Worth you you worth you're worth it to to use that famous mm-hmm. phrase but you 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 bring something very special whoever you are whatever your background and even if you're not quite where you want to be in life and you've just got to remember that, hold that belief and just keep one foot in front of the other and, and, you know, take some, take some, take some risks that you're excited about. Exactly. And I know for myself as an entrepreneur
0: that every time I up level the business, I have to up level for myself, right? So, so it, it's not saying, oh, I have fixed my confidence, tick. And then, you know, when, when the business, that is, would be on, a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on this Next level, this next level, this next level, I always say that owning a business is like the best personal development journey ever right and the most challenging sometimes because we have to continually evolve ourselves don't we in order to evolve the business it's like otherwise we put a ceiling on the business from our own self-belief so it is an evolving journey isn't it
1: it is and, and that's why again it's important to surround yourself by those people that help you rise as well that that they see you how you want to see yourself almost yes and and that can be very powerful like I think um as I said we we're so harsh on ourselves and we should talk to ourselves like we talk to our friends. We should surround ourselves by, as I said, these, these sort of positive influences. We should, you know, take some quiet time and remember what it. What What are the things that make us feel excited, that make us feel passionate. And how can we connect that? You know, I'm very lucky that I've managed to merge those, those areas of my life and fill a, a, a very big void that there was before. But that's not to say that, you know that can't be done in 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 sort of smaller ways as well until one gets to that sort of you know that larger picture and I think that when you kind of look back as we've you know discussed before you can see those pieces of the the jigsaw so just make sure that those little pieces are are pieces that you want to add to your larger picture almost and and I think that's sometimes a less intimidating viewpoint to think on it. When you're, you know, so busy with your work, you know, you've got bills, you've got children, you've got all the many, many, many plethora of of things that go on in our daily lives, and sometimes it just feels too much to take a little bit of time for yourself, whatever that looks like, to build yourself up and to yeah, chase what you want to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And also to say that you're not necessarily going to come across that big thing from day one, right? So, you know, I trained as a massage therapist and I did Reiki and I did a number of other things before I hmm. discovered this thing called coaching, which was, you know, has then sustained me for the last, you know, 17, 18 years. And the same with you. I know we met in London for coffee, didn't we? And you had another yes. idea. and you know, Absolutely. Just a number of different ideas in order to just
1: feel into what's this piece? What's what's the absolute thing you want to do, right? Absolutely. And I, I'll use my mum's my, my um, adage of nothing's wasted. And I yes. think that when I look back about all the different elements of whether it's in a work life or home life and experiences, I can absolutely see how they have helped where I am now. So I, I think I waited so long to do this and would have waited further if my husband hadn't given me the shove. But the reason I kind of did that is I just, I didn't have that really big idea. I almost thought I had to wait to be, um, you know, a big idea that nobody's ever thought about. And and I don't, I, I think that it's unrealistic to think that everybody is going to be an inventor that's going to discover something completely unknown. However, You bringing something special with your eye, looking at something in a different way, perhaps finding a little gap in the market like I did, and looking at um, a product that people see one way and and seeing it in a different way. Mm. I mean, that's where that newness, that's where that innovation, that's where that excitement can come from. So I think it's don't wait for too long for the big the big thing that's going to happen because it might never. And actually, funnily enough, if you start in one way suddenly that turns into something that's much larger. Um, Absolutely. And I, I, I think sometimes we, yeah, we, we, we think that it's going to happen in a different way and we just wait for that Yeah, and bemoan mm-hmm. that we haven't reached that and we can't find it and and the, the time goes on.
0: And I, I remember when I had
1: one of my first ever coaches
0: and I was at my business and I was beavering away, as you say, trying to come up with this magic answer and what have you. And I remember distinctly, I've never forgotten this piece of advice that he said to me, was like, you have got as far as you are, you will get in your own head. Yeah. Now you need to put it out there and see what happens. And it was brilliant advice. Because again, I was like, oh, there are millions of coaches out there. Like, how am I going to stand out? What's my thing? Oh, all this stuff. There were less coaches then actually 17 years ago. There are millions now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I, it really made me realize because in still, until you get it out there, until you get the reaction, until you meet the customer... And also, there is momentum in action, right? There is a kind of like, you don't have to go down one route and stay there. You go, oh, hold on, somebody asked me to do this. That feels exciting. Wow, I could do that. So you have to be able to recalibrate and be agile, don't you, along the way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and don't think that, you know, making a change, that, that although it's exciting, maybe financially, it might seem more risky, or it feels like, oh, well, I've moved beyond that. I used to be a... You know, senior director at a certain company, or, or whatever the case. Mm. So I I've sort of moved beyond that. I think you 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 have to you have to also recognize that sometimes you 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 go sidestep backwards to go forwards. You know, mm. it's it's not a linear. It's not a linear route and that's no bad thing at all. Absolutely Mm. no bad thing at all. Amazing. Do you know
0: what? It has been such a pleasure to chat to you, Emily. And obviously we'll put a link to your website in the show notes. And also I was thinking it might be nice to put some links to some of the charitable causes that you've been talking about so that if people want to contribute from that perspective or they want to contribute by buying with your headbands they can do that too so yes absolutely that's wonderful Thank is you. there anything coming up in the business that you'd like the listeners to know about or to engage with you with
1: just at the moment we, we're just uh prepping ready for the kind of the the, the Christmas run already it's funny in, in in retail obviously it's uh in the middle of a heat wave and you're thinking about Christmas styles, yes. which is always slightly interesting um but as I said we you know regularly you know, regularly producing new lines. You know, kind of all the time. So I think for us, it's just sort of keep the keeping the creations going, and we're looking to have one or two kind of pop ups during the uh, the Christmas run as well. We've been lucky enough to have one on kind of Oxford Street, which was great last Christmas and as i said there we really explore that sort of where online and offline meet um so it's not your kind of traditional store so keep keep eyes out mm. and and as i said and, and spread the word i think um uh it seems like it's an accessory that's not going out of fashion which is which is fantastic and i think that uh you know every every one of the listeners and and beyond you know they they deserve to shine and whether they're buying headbands or not you know just try try and remember that even when life can be very distracting
0: mm,
1: amazing i love that final message thank you so much emily for taking the time
0: to talk to us and i i'm sure that you've inspired some people sharing your story today which is the whole point of this of this of what I've created here and this process and bringing people like you on board so big big thank you and gratitude for your time today and um yeah can't wait
1: to see what comes next exciting well thank you so much for inviting me on I it's so wonderful to talk and yeah let's watch this space amazing thank you thank you,
0: thank you for listening to the visionary collective podcast with lisa mitchell If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective.